we thank God for today. And I'll really light us on. So one thing I ask, one thing I desire is to see you. Yes. We desire to see the Lord. We desire to know him more than ever. Yeah. Amen. Just like David, David was always glad to be in the house of God. The house of God, there's no better place than to be in the house of God. There is joy, there is, you know, all kind of blessings Hallelujah. in the house of God. Amen. Amen. How many of you, I believe, I shouldn't be asked, but I believe it, that <laughs> you all believe and received the theme message that we, we, we that was given to us yeah. on January 4th. And uh, it is true. And I just want to encourage us to what? Embrace it. Embrace the, the word of the word that came. Because you know, God actually spoke. And the only way the word can be real or become real or become life in our life is what? To receive it. We need to accept it. And uh, everything will come to pass. Amen. And I just want to let us know that, I just want to encourage us that even before the word came, the, before the word came, there were a, a lot of confirmation. Yeah. Right. So that proved that the word was true. The word that came is really true. So let's receive it. Amen. There were messages that were preparing our hearts before the message came. Yeah. And even the last time before we pray on Saturday, you know, scriptures were just coming. Pastor Jim never told us about the message he was preaching, but, you know, as we were praying and trusting God for his life, you know, similar scriptures kept coming. So they were just confirmations, and we just want to what? Believe that the word is true. So let's receive it in Jesus' name. And for that matter, there is going to be a lot of opportunities this year. God is always sending opportunities our ways, and uh, we need to position ourselves and receive it Amen. and make use of the opportunities that come our way. Amen. Amen. And uh, I'm just going to also take some portions of, the, of the, this very theme message and then expand on those ones to encourage us. Amen. Amen. The title for this sermon is God Helps Us Make Use of Opportunities. He helps us. He has declared that this year is a year of opportunity. And there are going to be a lot of opportunities coming our way. And uh, without his help, we cannot make use of these opportunities. So we need to depend upon him to make use of these opportunities that will come our way. Amen. Uh, the scripture, this very scripture was used during the theme message, and I want to go back to read. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 8 to 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8 to 11. Read there. All right. <laughs> None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, 
no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit reaches, the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men know the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Amen. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. You might be thinking about certain things right now, but nobody knows what you are thinking about except your spirit. The same way the Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God. And he reveals his thoughts to us through the Spirit. I want us to learn some three lessons from this passage. You see, none of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have, a cruci- they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The rulers at that time did not know. Or the enemy did not know. That crucifying the Lord was going to lead to their defeat or his defeat. He did not know. So if the enemy had known, he wouldn't have crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. So what lesson should we learn over here? That means that God has plans for every one of us. And the enemy does not know everything concerning us. And... It is not at all time or it's not at any time that we should reveal the plans of God to people or we should just go about saying, well, this is what God is going to do in my life. God has promised to do this in my life. Therefore, yes, bless God for it. There is a time to share the plan of God. There is a time to actually let the the, the plans be manifested. We could also learn from the similar example that when Jesus Christ was a baby, what happened? The, ki- the king was trying to, uh, to kill him. So the Lord had to uh, hide him from the king. So he asked the parents to send him to uh, Egypt. So when the plans that God has for you is at the infancy stage, what do you do? You protect it. You preserve it. You hide it from the enemy. You do not go about saying, well, this is what I'm going to do. God has promised me this, therefore I'm going to do this. I'm going to become so and so. No, hide it. At the right time, at the opportune time, everything will be revealed and everything will come to pass. The enemy did not know anything. If he had known, he would not have crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what the Lord has planned for those who love him. God has things concerning your life, but nobody knows. It is only God, it is only the Holy Spirit who knows everything concerning your life. Especially for those who love him. If you love God... You obey him. We obey him. That means we love him. That means that every word that he has written, we must go according to it. That means that we must allow him 
to guide us. We must allow him to lead us. That is how we show obedience to the Lord. And when we obey him, everything falls in place. When you obey God, your joy becomes complete. There's this song we say that trust and obey. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. If you want to be happy in the Lord, if you want to be happy in the faith, the word of God is asking us, or God is asking us to obey him. If you love him, you obey him. And he has good things concerning those who love him. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. No thought has conceived what God has in place for those who love him. Or what he has for us. So if we are saying, or as the scripture is saying that it is the spirit of God who reveals the things of God, or the, the mind of God. If it is a spirit who reveals the mind of God, it presupposes that we need to depend upon the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we will not be able to, to see what God has in store for us. We will not identify, we will not be able to identify the plans that God has for us. We will not be able to make use of the opportunities that will come our way. We need to depend upon the Holy Spirit. Amen. Think. Just give me a second, okay? All right. So we need to depend upon. The Holy Spirit. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. I think we are there. So we need to well, depend totally upon the Holy Spirit. And you know, it is God who actually prepares us. And God has plans for us. Like the scripture says in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, 11. What did, that, what did the scripture say over there? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the law. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Amen. God has wonderful plans for us. And it only takes the Holy Spirit to actually reveal the good plans that he has for us. The plans are not to harm us. The plans, they are to give us a future. The plans are to give us what? Fulfillment in life. These are the plans that God has for us. And it takes the Holy Spirit's word to reveal the plans that God has for us. You might be thinking you have wonderful plans in order to make it in life. But it might surprise you to know that God has better plans for you. The plans that you think you are having that's not the best. But he says what? He has good plans for us. 
Last week, uh, last Friday, we were at the art pouring service in Minneapolis, and uh, there was one of these uh, sister who was saying that what, you know, she thought she had great plans. She thought he had, she had good plans. So what happened? She was diligently pursuing those personal plans that she thought was God's plan. But what happened? God dismantled that plan. And she came to the realization that the plans that she thought was God's plan wasn't God's plan. And as God revealed this plan to her, she actually embraced it. She accepted that plan. plan, And then she even realized that that plan was better after all. That is why I'm saying that the plan, or as the scripture I said, the plans that he has for us, they are good. They are to give a future. So we need to depend upon the Holy Spirit. We need to depend upon God to reveal his plans unto us. Amen. The Holy Spirit, what does he do? He guides us. He leads us. When we depend upon the Holy Spirit, there is no way we're going to find ourselves in, in a ditch. If we depend upon the Holy Spirit, you will not find yourself in danger. And as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, everything becomes beautiful at the opportune time. Everything becomes beautiful. At the appointed time. You know, God's plan, they happen at appointed times. They don't happen haphazardly. They happen at the right time. Amen. And this brings us to this scripture, that God brings opportunities our ways. I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 16. And I'm going to, I want us to look at the NIV version, and then the New King James Version. If you don't have the, the two versions, don't worry. <laughs> I know not everybody will have it over here, so at least you have one of them. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And in the New King James. See then that walk, see that, I, that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. The first, the NIV is saying that we should make use of every opportunity that comes our way. And King James also is saying that we should what? redeem the time. So it shows that what, the opportunities that God is going to bring our way, you know, they are all depending on, on timing. So that when the opportunity comes our way, we need to be all. It should be at the right time, and we need to be there to make use of it. The way the Lord God said we should be all wise. Be wise. Amen. And one thing about opportunities, we can either make use of this opportunity or, or waste it yeah. or lose it. So God is saying that what? We should make 
use of every opportunity that comes our way. Thank God that is a message or the theme message for this year. That this year is a year of what? Opportunity. And opportunities are going to come our way. And we need to be ready to make use of these opportunities that will come our way. Opportunities to bless people and opportunity to be blessed as well. Opportunities, like I said earlier on, is all is, 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 is about timing. You know? And time, as you all agree with me, time, you know, we don't have enough time on earth. We have 24 hours in a day. Seven days in a week. Twelve months in a month. In a year. Twelve months in a year. But what happened? We, have, we make plans to achieve things. We set goals. But sometimes we are not able to achieve this goal or to reach these goals. All because of time. Time is very limited for us. Time is also very Short in comparison to eternity. You may live so many years on earth, could be 100 or over, it is still very short. We do not have time on our side. And time is fleeting. Time is fleeting. Before you realize it's already one year. Wow. One year has already passed. It's already two years. It's, only, it's already five years. What have you achieved? What have you done during these past years? We don't have enough time on our side. And God is asking us to be, to be wise. And one thing about timing, if you are not careful, like I said, you waste it. And many of us may have regretted the, way, the ways we wasted time in the past. The way we wasted time in our youth. As a student, if you do not prepare well, if you do not make use of the time that is available, you will fail your tests. As a worker, if you waste your time at the workplace not doing what you are supposed to do at the right time, you are not going to be productive. And for that matter, you will not achieve the set goals for the year. As a believer or as a Christian, if you do not spend time reading the word, if you do not spend time worshiping with, with fellow believers, if you do not spend time praying, you will not be grounded in the things of God. You will not be grounded enough to face the trying times. We do not have enough time on our side. And God is asking us to, to make use of the opportunities that come our way. You may have wasted so much time in the past, and you might be thinking, well, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I've, I've lost it. Or I'm, or I'm a failure. I've not been able to achieve anything in life. There's no hope for me. But thank God there is good news for us. You may have wasted time in the past, but there is good news. 
like we read from the book of uh, the, the King James Version, you see what? We should make every effort to what? To redeem the time. So redeeming the time over here is buying back the time, the time that you lost in the future. God is asking us to be wise so we can redeem the time. So that things we were not able to do in the past, if you are wise, you can make it now. Amen. Amen. Let's redeem the time. I want us to look at the, 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 the example of Job. The Job, Job. What happened to Job? You realize that God allowed the enemy to touch Job. When God allowed the enemy to touch Job, what happened? He lost everything. He lost his children. He lost his resources. He lost even his health. He lost everything. But the scripture says that what? The latter days of Job was what? Better than his former days. The latter days were what? They were better. So you might be thinking that well, things are not going on well with me. I've lost it. There is no hope for me. There is hope. If you make use of this time, or if you make use of the opportunities that come your way, you are going to make it. Thank God this is a year of opportunities. God is going to bring opportunities our ways. And things we were not able to do in the past, God will help us to do these things in better ways. Amen. Amen. So let's receive that word. Let's embrace that word. And it will work for us. Amen. So how do we make use of the opportunity that comes our way? How do we make use of the, of the opportunity? The word of God says that the days are evil. The days are evil. The enemy doesn't want any good thing concerning your life. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to prosper. He doesn't want you to be happy. And there's a need for us to make use of the time that come, that, that, that come, or the opportunities that come our way. The word of God says that we should be wise. Be wise. The book of, the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Amen. You see, the fear of the law is the beginning of knowledge or the beginning of wisdom. If you want to be wise, you need to fear the Lord. If you want to be wise, we need to revere the Lord. Everything that he says, we need to obey. We do not need to live anyhow. If you fear the law, it is true that we are imperfect. It is true that we fall into sin every now and then. But it does not mean that whenever we fall into sin, we should remain there. It does not mean that we should live anyhow. We should, we should live according to the word of God. Amen. So let us be wise in Jesus' name. 
How do we make use of the opportunities that come our way? By using the time wisely. Apart from being wise, we also need to use the time wisely. Like we said, the time is very short. The time is very limited. So we need to be wise and use the time wisely. The book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 26 to 34. Matthew, chapter 6, verse 26 to 34. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature? Nobody. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the, of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet, I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he no much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall I eat, or what shall we drink, or all shall we wear? For after all, these things are, gentles, are, are things that gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow we worry about its own thing. Sufficient, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen. The word of God is saying that we should not worry about tomorrow. We should not worry about what we will eat or, or wear or drink. You know, if you worry so much about these things, it is not going to change anything. It's not going to change any situation. There's nothing you can do about it when you are worrying all the time about it. And the word of God is saying that we should learn from the birds. We should learn from them. They do nothing, but God provides for them. Amen. So that when things are not going on well with us, what do we do? We need to trust God. When things are not going on well with us, that is not the time to be complaining. When things are not going on well with us, that is not a time to be grumbling or pity partying. That is a time to trust God. You know, miracles happen when? When we come to the end of our resources. Miracles take place when there is nothing we can do about the situation. So when things are not going on well with you, that's the time you say, God, there's nothing I can do about this, about this thing. I thank you that this is a situation. This is an opportunity for you to bless me. I thank you that this is an opportunity for a miracle. Amen. When the Israelites came to the Dead Sea, there was nowhere they could go. They could not go through the Red Sea. They came to the end of everything. That was when God intervened. 
So that when there is nothing we can do about a situation, let's trust God. He knows everything concerning us. His plans for us are good. His plans, they are to give us a future. So what do we do? Let's depend upon him. Let's rely upon him. And he's going to see us through. Amen. I want to share uh, to share this uh, uh, a testimony and a, uh, something that God is doing in the life of God. A brother, you know, things are not really going on well at the moment. You all agree with me, economically, in this nation. Not only in this nation, but all over the world. The economies are not good. People are losing their jobs. So, if you lose your job, doesn't mean you should be complaining as a child of God. Like we said, God has good plans for us. But it is my prayer that God will intervene in these situations. It is my prayer.